My name is Zach. I play the half elf wizard, Alaris Geldream, and this is Advantage. Last episode in number 016, Grimton, Alaris, Morlinde, and Ulrich's day was refreshingly mundane. No blood or doom, at least immediately threatening their lives. They spent their time shopping, which resulted in the need for more gold. After consulting a bulletin board outside of a general store, they settled on the most high-paying job of them all, gong farming. Agreeing to employment before understand the uh, nature of the duty at hand, they found themselves ankle-deep in the wasted excrement of the many travelers on the trader's path outside of town. Crappy job. We pick up with Grimton as he wakes up with the artificial spellbook that once belonged to Nexby, which holds many of the magics used to create the war-forged constructs from her dearth. You wake up after night two of your stay at the flop house and other places. What's on the docket today, friends? Did Grimton gleam any sort of new information from his reading? Some specific spells that you, as a fighter, don't quite understand, but that you can get the gist of. Basically, it's a it's a form of consciousness. Uh, Warforged minds are a, like a form of consciousness that's derived from the same state of internal being and like same sort of consciousness that mortal life like humans and dwarves and elves all come from and also gnomes <laughs> so it's okay legit life cast into a a bionic body that's definitely creating some i guess tension in grimton's mind also, you can presume that with this uh, with this spellbook, should you know how to cast the spells in it, you might be able to um, use that use those same powers. Should you have the, the right materials and uh, like ritual circles and stones and whatever, um, and if you can totally understand the the runes and what exactly they mean, not 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 like language wise, but like symbolically like on, on a higher like arcane level what they mean um alaris you you'd be able to figure that stuff out uh and i i assume that you use comprehend language to yeah be able yeah to, I've, uh, yeah I, 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 what i imagine is that alaris had read most of the book like that morning because yeah i imagine like i imagine being as studious as he is and just knowing like what i imagine the way wizarding works um, that I read it, I, I read fairly fast. Um, yeah. 
and it's 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 certainly a different artificial magic is way different than your transmutation magic that uh yeah. you studied so it's a little bit beyond you but given enough time you could be able to figure it out either way right. having uh maybe copying those spells down you you understand would be a really powerful tool uh and would be something mm-hmm. that would be worth a lot of money to a lot of different people yeah so if you want to take that initiative and just agree to it i'll say that either one of you have copied down uh the notes. so when i think about wizards um in D or in general since they wake up and you have to pick what spells you're going to learn for that day or use for that day every day um, right. I read an old uh, book set in the D&D world when I was a little kid and was reading all the time. Um, and in that book, the wizard character forgets all of his spells every time he wakes up. And you have to relearn them from your spell book. So that's why they write down everything. Yeah. Wow. So I imagined that Alaris would, like, just naturally, anytime he learns or sees a new spell, just copies it straight into his spell book. Yeah, just add it to your portfolio of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, so does that answer your, your, your questions, Grimton? Yes. I, at some point, you all come down and are uh, find yourself at, we'll say, the same booth that you've now sat in three or four times, and you are each given coffee by Roderick, the bartender, who... It doesn't appear as slept since uh, you first saw him two days ago. Jesus. Hey, uh, hey, Broderick, are you, you feeling okay? Boy, am I. Yeah, at some point, at some point, the nightmares, they just make it to where you don't sleep, and you, you, you tap into that, that sort of, like, second wind, if you will, uh, that, like, beyond sleep state, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's, it's a crazy life. Grimton uh, laughs nervously. Yes, he laughs understandingly. <laughs> there's been, uh, there's just been a couple of weird rumors going around recently. You know, uh, like what? People yeah. uh, recently, somebody's died in their sleep. They. They woke up with lacerations and cuts all over their bodies, but they were still in that like same sleeping position that uh, his his wife left him in the that night and woke up and suddenly the mattress was all bloody and she woke up just in covered in uh, his visceral intestines. It's a, it's really terrifying. I don't exactly know how how much of it is true and all, but I I just. To, to combat that fear. Uh, I just don't want to get taken, you know? Where, where did the, this The happen? only thing that... It was, it was uh, like, a couple towns over. Um, but just the, the rumors have started circulating around, and, oh, man. Um, the, the only thing... This is... This is the only thing I know, is that he, like... He woke up with a business card. Just what? a weird business card. What did it say? I, I, there were initials on it. I don't remember what the initials were, but it was just three initials. Uh, but it just scares me to death, you know. And so I'm not. So I've I've resolved myself that I'm not going to sleep. 
until this mystery gets solved. Um, and maybe I'll die, but maybe I'll die like that guy in his sleep. <laughs> so it's either lack of sleep or die while sleeping. I'd say you, that those are dice worth rolling. You should probably get some sleep. Yeah, l plenty of people are sleeping and waking up just fine. I mean, I guess you're right. Uh, you four have obviously done it. Anyway, here's your coffee, guys. Uh, it's on the house. Take it. Thanks. And he, he uh, walks away, and he's kind of got a weird, like, twitch in his step. And he's, <laughs> you know? Oh, my. Do you think that's worth looking into? I don't want to... Uh, I mean, sure. We can, we can Scooby-Doo it. Yeah, I'm definitely... <laughs> I've never heard that used as a verb, but that is a verb that I will be using from now on in my everyday life. Zach, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll say that while that is interesting and perhaps merits investigation, uh, the Pandominion forces should be here at some point today and... I feel like being a couple of towns over might not be, like, maybe we should catalog that one for future investigation. That was my concern as well. I don't want to be gone when we're supposed to be here. here. Where, wait, where are we meeting them, though? Here. Right, here. and this was in town, so... No, this is a couple of towns over. The rumors are in town. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we should just wait for later. <laughs> just... Stock that one in the side quest log. <laughs> <laughs> you see the notification go overhead and uh, the sound go 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 up here. <laughs> one more goes, goes into menu, selects main quest instead of side quest, so that the little arrow thing moves to where. Yeah, at. exactly. So, so the yeah. compass doesn't work out. Man, Bethesda's gonna sue our asses off, and I'm so excited for it. <laughs> uh, so, they're not gonna get much. Yeah. <laughs> We're suing you they could have it all though. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're left there sipping your coffee in that weird silence after you've decided to catalog that in your quest block. <laughs> so yeah, that was well, weird. Um, I hope he gets some sleep soon. Yeah, for sure. You want to drug him? <laughs> what? That was a joke. Just a joke. I know things have been a little serious okay. lately, but that is a, that is something that I do sometimes. More than day, as I'm, I, I make jokes. So. Oh, I thought sometimes you drug people. <laughs> which can't. Which try can not be, to make a habit of that one. Which can be funny. It's just like you know, also a crime. <laughs> that could help that poor man. He needs sleep. Hey, Grimton, did you hand me that book back? Uh yeah. Well, I should probably be returning this book because we don't know what's going to happen today and. I am not one to get late fees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually interested to see the Weaver's Guild, yeah. I thought I might go check out the place called Fineworks, just to see what it was. I saw it on the map and thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah Grimton's okay. not particularly interested in magic stuff, so just kind of go to Fineworks. I feel like me and Grimton are going to have this romance going on that's going to be glorious. <laughs> uh, we'll say that you use your uh, fancy cartographer skills and chart a path where you can hit multiple sites in one day break out the compass uh, and everything yep you're you're breaking out the compass you're uh using your sextant to 
find out your longitude and latitude. Uh, you're counting your paces, and eventually uh, you locate Fine Works on a cobbled street only a few blocks away from uh, the Paramount in the north part of the city. Looking in the windows, you see all sorts of shapes and sizes of intricately detailed puzzle boxes. Some have spinning dials, others have tiny levers, many are intricately detailed with sigils and runes and various scripts. Um, there are boxes made of crystal, of wood, of iron, you name it. A sign on the door reads, customized boxes available. Arik, you push open the door and a little bell rings and a grumpy looking dwarf man hunched over a workbench swivels around on his stool to greet you. He's an ancient looking dwarf with uh, some serious age in his eye and he he looks down at you Ulrich and he says how can I help you young man I just honestly saw this on your store on the map and thought it looked interesting so I thought I'd come browse a bit if you don't mind Mm -hmm. let me know if you need anything will do thank you Uh, I have a question for you Uh, yes could you help me do you can you help open puzzle boxes uh, you're yes. welcome. It depends. It depends on the puzzle box, but I know I could figure it out. Yeah. Well, I have I have one here that I've been uh, trying to open for a while now. I just can't seem to get the thing open. You hand him your your gemstone puzzle box. It's it's maybe the size of a. 32 ounce mason jar um it's got like eight spinning dials of uh elven script on it uh that are all like all 26 letters we'll we'll say that elves have 26 letters uh actually you know what we'll say elves have 30 letters and we if we just don't know what the other four are (laughs) and you hand it to him and he says i remember this one built this Oh, I don't know, half a century ago? Custom job. The fellow was uh, a high elf from the diaspora. He was my father. Interesting. Came in here from with some you from the Springwood and a signet ring. I cannot help you open this. I know how to do it, but I can't open it for you. Okay. I've here. I'll, I'll show you how it works, though. And uh, he walks over and grabs one off the windowsill. Uh, that's pretty similar. And he says, basically, you solve the word scramble here, and then you stick the head of the ring into it like this, and you give it a twist and click, uh, and you're in. And of course, like all of these here, it's magically sealed so if you try to force it open it shatters a tiny file of acid inside and ruins whatever treasure is inside do you have the ring Uh, no i do not well once you find the ring do you have any idea what these eight script dials would represent do i have any idea what they're supposed to say i no i'm not sure Sounds to me like you've got some stuff to figure out. That it does. I remember 
the ring. It was a family ring, if I recall correctly. Yes, I, I think it had a sapphire in it. Easy enough job. He said the letters, so I don't know what that said, but... Okay. Thank you for your help. You're very welcome. Auric, he uh, looks over at you and says, Did you f- find what you were looking for, young man? Um, catches Auric smack in the middle of, like, fiddling with one. Like, I'm way too close, like, leaned over and kind of playing with it. Um, um, and, uh, so Auric sort of cheekily says, um, no, ma'am. Thank you. And Auric is my name. (laughs) Don't exactly know how to respond here. Uh, what is your name, good shopkeeper? Brightheart. Fusat Brightheart. Well, Brightheart, um, I meant no offense. I, I was mainly trying to be a little bit playful there. Um, and I don't know how often you encounter this, but often my gender gets assumed while I don't necessarily identify as either gender. So I also meant no offense. That was, like I said, meant to be playful, but my name... Will, will suffice. Ulrich, was it? Sure was. And I, like, reach out to shake his hand. He shakes. Did you come in here with any particular reason? Is it the... Are, you, are the four of you together? I saw your shop just on the map, thought it would be cool, and honestly, um, as you can probably see, I am a gnome, um, and I've generally been kind of on the hunt for various things made by my people. It, it's been a while since I've spent time really around other gnomes, and I find myself a little homesick. I have something that might be of interest to you. Uh, This was given to me, sold a few months ago, by a gnome, and he pulls out a wooden box, unlike the cylindrical puzzle box that uh, Alaris has. This one's just like a, a rectangle with some levers and like spinny dials on it. Um, mm-hmm. That it looks like you have to like line up symbols or something to be able to get in. I have emptied it of its contents, but I do have this. It is made out of a maple wood, if I remember correctly. I don't know if it was made by a gnome, but I do know that uh, a gnome sold it to me. You don't by any chance remember his name? I don't. Or her name. How much for it? 15 gold. Ah, sure, why not? It's a pleasure. Does it come with instructions, or do I just have to figure out how to open it on my own? Ah, never mind. Don't tell me. I want to figure it out. He he chuckles a little bit, and he says, uh, good luck. Thank you. What about the other two? Are you from around here, Brightheart? Born and raised in Havenmere, but I have ties back to, uh, the Thundershaped clan, actually. The Thundershaped? The Thundershaped clan, which are, uh, the dwarves north of Zadal. Uh... I'm from Delta myself. What brings you around? Here, uh, business with a panda minion. But away from her dearth, just had to look for something new. Get a lot of people fleeing her dearth these days, so it seems. Fleeing might be a little bit too pointed. Leaving her dearth. Immigrating out of her dearth. It's a shame, though, what they're doing with the taxes and stuff in the Warforged. Yeah, well... A lot of people are dying. A lot of people are coming back empty-handed from, uh trips along the traitor's path. I don't agree with it myself. Part of the reason why I left, but I fear that things are going to get ugly in Herd Earth. You know, I reckon that Vimana would want to 
take your dearth out, but Kolgafir's occupying the military forces. You know, it's a real strange situation we got here with all the military being occupied up in Celestra and around Temple. Can't access the doll by boat, can't get back home to the Thundershaped to see uh, my distant relatives. The only way through, only way through is either facing orcs or warforged. If only there was another way. Well, that's... That was part of the business that I was on, but it seems to have changed. We were looking for alternative routes, cross-continental routes, but due to the fire, as I'm sure you've heard in the Watched Forest, we've come here instead. Not just heard, but saw. The, you could see the flames from the shore. We made it out, and now we're... have business here. So I see. Good luck to you on your business. Thank you. And you leave? Like, I assume we're done and like satisfied and leave the. No, we stand there. <laughs> we stand, we stand there awkwardly and get a little prolonged eye contact. Oh, my favorite. That's why you don't do the speaking, Marlinda. <laughs> so we leave this door. Hey friends, it's Joe. Thanks for listening to number 017 of Advantage. There's a lot of good stuff in this episode and I genuinely like the content of it even if it is unusually short. Uh, I couldn't create a better way to divide up this chapter into chunks that made more sense. What you're listening to now is the conclusion of this lighter Havenmere downtime and the penultimate chapter of part one of the campaign. Next episode, number 018, is a recording that I've been excited to share with you for months. It's the finale to part one of the story, and then there's a very palpable thematic shift continuing forward. It's really something magical. I'm struggling to explain how proud Zach, Yessi, Sarah, Steven, and I are of the way that Advantage is developing. Uh, we couldn't be here without the digital art by Daniel Grayling or Blake Bost who composed the beautiful score playing behind me now. You can listen to that full overture at soundcloud.com slash Blake Bost. Thanks to Labor of Love Graphics and laboroflovegraphics.com for their help in web design. That site, advantagednd.com, is a massive resource for you as we tell this story. It has maps and location details and info on the characters and cast. All of those details are also linked to HeroForge.com where you'll be able to find custom designed minis of those characters that were created by the cast in me. I'm also beginning work on a page for prominent NPCs, which will also have their own HeroForge minis. However, I'm struggling uh, for inspiration on how exactly to catalog them in order of appearance, alphabetically, I don't know. Reach out to me if you've got ideas. Also on that website, uh, we're working on putting a link to our newly announced Patreon page where you can donate uh, an amount of money of your choosing in order to uh, help us pay for all these projects. I'd like to get us more detailed maps on the website, for example, but those maps cost money. If you're feeling generous and love the show, it would be a great deal of help if you could contribute over at patreon.com slash advantage Thanks. Dark Silver Forge continues to offer 10% off of all of their products to Advantage listeners. Their cast zinc alloy dice are incredible. 
Hopefully you listened to the mailbag and heard us raving about the Cthulhu gold set. It's gorgeous. Go see for yourself at darksilverforge.com and use the code ADVANTAGEDND, no space, all caps, and receive 10% off everything on their website. If you're listening to How Friends Roll, a podcasting friend of ours, you'll find an episode of theirs in your feed uh, this Tuesday. They're currently in their third series of micro campaigns with rotating casts. And following the season, you'll find the Switch series episode ID in for them too. So make sure to go ahead and uh, subscribe to them now. You can find them on iTunes or on Twitter at How Friends Roll. We're also on the interwebs, so absolutely reach out to us. Our handles on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr are all at AdvantageDND. The email we use is AdvantageDND at gmail.com. Um, again, I'll remind you of the Patreon page. Donating at patreon.com slash AdvantageDND is the most powerful way that you can display your support for our show. If you can't afford that, leaving an iTunes review is the next best option to help us bring in more new fans. We love Advantage, and we love you all for listening. Now let's get back to the show. Thank you. Arik is playing with their new puzzle box as as they walk in a sort of like ADD fashion. <laughs> I like it. Um, other business to attain to, Alaris, are you still going to the Weaver's Guild? Yeah, I'm still going to drop the book off. Okay, um, so you approach a grand wizard's tower, uh, really tall, you see the large telescope pointing up into the astral sea above. You walk in, they greet you. You <laughs> go up to the library. The other, you other three aren't allowed in, not without paying a, like a substantial day fee. Which I assume that you don't, considering the business of Alaris is just returning a book. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And unless you're looking for anything else in there, Alaris. Is there, uh, now, now I'm intrigued about this puzzle box. <laughs> okay. I have a renewed interest. You approach a very, very, very bearded old man who's sitting there at the desk at the library uh, as you return your book. You checking this in? Yep, just checking in. All right, and uh, he goes through the car and he gives it a big stamp. Uh, anything else? Uh, yes, uh, I have this puzzle box in my possession, and I'm trying to figure out how to solve it. We've got all sorts of books on puzzle boxes. Then he uh, goes through the wizard card catalog and uh, finds a whole bunch of tomes. And he, he, he walks over and there's like, Bookshelves on bookshelves full of these. Oh. You're welcome to check any out. Thank you. Let us know if you need anything. All right, I'll I'll give the cur the book the the shelves a cursory look and see if any of them seem particularly helpful. You see plenty of strange titles like about how they're made, about um, the magic behind it, like if if there's a special link for. Um, Okay, so, so you know when you used the uh, shocking grasp to open the other puzzle box? Yeah. And then the link that the Fine Works guy was telling you about between the signet ring and your own puzzle box, like it, there's stuff about like that linking magic that goes on, mm -hmm. um, and some about like opening up into like pocket dimensions and stuff like that. So like there's there's plenty of literature. 
uh, I think that I've resolved that I need to at least find this ring first. So I'll probably... Yeah, it's just kind of an overwhelming amount of information that you yeah. don't know what to do with. That's fair. Do you say some of them contain pocket dimensions? I mean, in the same way that, like, a bag of holding might. Okay. As in there might be something bigger than what it appears inside. Right. Ooh. Right. That's kind of what I was thinking in the sense that, like, what if there's a person in there? But <laughs> this that would be terrifying. I mean, like, there'd be a corpse in there. Doesn't the doesn't the lady <laughs> of pain do a thing oh, with pocket yeah, universes? She can like just trap you in one. Oh yeah. Anywhere else that the rest of the party wants to go? No, I just kind of wanted to see the weavers guild. See what that was about. Are you? Did you and pay that? Did you pay the fee to get inside, or did you just look at it from the outside? Oh, we didn't follow him in. No. No, I told you that you, you had to okay. pay like a day. How much? Fee. How much was the fee? Four gold. Yeah, no, I waited outside. <laughs> it's like a really expensive museum. Yeah, Sarah would pay a forty dollar <laughs> cover charge. It's too frugal. I wouldn't either. Um, like Morlinda, you awesome. are entranced by from the exterior. You've never, you've never like seen a wizard's tower like this before, and like the astronomy tower section of it. Um, please to us, J.K. Rowling, and like the the big old <laughs> telescopes and stuff like that that are that are sticking out of it are just like super beyond any sort of druidic magic that you've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's even it's even fascinating from the exterior just because of its foreignness. Yeah, cool. Is it scalable? Like could you like climb up there? Yes, that yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's we'll say it's cobbled stone, so yeah, you could do it if you uh, really wanted to. And had good rolls. <laughs> How long was Alaris gone? <laughs> Not that long. <laughs> like 15 tops, probably. I mean, but like... Nah, nah, nah. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Not worth it. So the rest of the day continues. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna pull out the map i'm gonna do it sort of like the same way i whenever i go to theme parks like disney world i'm the guy that always carries the map everywhere and as right. i'm walking around just to make sure i don't miss anything you taking no. care of any uh any supplies or business like that while you're out like you're just gonna stock up on on food or sure. well, let's uh, let, let's just refill the the bag of holding with all the traveling yeah. necessities that we we might have depleted do you need any uh, material goods for for spells? Do you want to buy or have the Weavers Guild make um, like any scrolls of sending or potions or like that? Do you want to go back to the scale and file and potions or poisons or whatever? Go to the scale and file for any reason. We can. That's fair. Is there another general store? Yeah, there there are plenty of general stores. All right, let's let's try a different general store. You see a very a strangely similar looking person named uh, Velton at a at a shop called Velton who says some may call this trash I call this treasure. Excuse me. Some call this trash. I call this treasure. Anything's for sale, my are friends. You, are you anything related to the guy at the scale and file? No. No the. The lady at the scale and file, they're two sisters that are dragonborns. I'm just a 
I'm just a human fella. Uh, so wait, so your name is We might have a weird Felton? genealogy. Yeah. Felton. Do you, sorry. do you by any chance know Falton? Of Falton? Falton, that's who I meant. Down the road? Oh. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. <laughs> but, but like just a friend? Like I a mean, we've or... been known to be romantic together, but that's between you and I. <laughs> so, so definitely not a cousin then. Definitely not a cousin. Okay, thank you. Arik proceeds to browse. Like, to like... Anything's for sale, my friend. Anything. Do I I'd even sell my sister if I had one. Do I have a smithing hammer on my person, on my possession? We'll say yeah. Okay, cool. Did you want one? Yeah. Hmm. Do you have anything to smith? Not really, but... You know, that's a mighty fine-looking sword you got strapped to your hip right there. I found it on our road here. So it's not a priceless family heirloom of yours, then, is it? Not of mine. Would you be interested in parting with that? I could have it appraised. There's no harm in having it appraised. If you would not mind, I will leave you my card. His card says, Velton, owner and manager of Velton's. (laughs) I will take the sword. I will have it appraised this evening, and you can pick it up in a couple days. And, uh... Once the appraiser's scheduled and all of that, and we'll uh, get a value on it. If I'm about. not able to come back in a couple days, can I trust you to keep it until I do come back? Yes. You have my card, of course. You'd know where to find me. Was it just Velton? Yep, no last name. <laughs> okay. Nah, nah, nah. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> not worth it. So is there anything else you want at this general store, guys? Uh, I'll just... I, I, I will pick up on all of the components I need for spells and anything like that. Alright, we'll say that runs it. We'll say that runs you eight silver. Okay. Anything else? Nah. Nah, not really. No. Flash forward into the next morning. Sounds good. So you're back at Flophouse and other places. And you hear a, a knock at the door the next morning of your fourth day in town. Baron Yosef requests your company. So did he just, like, yell this down the hallway? <laughs> no. He, he's, he's gone to, uh, like, each of your doors shouting this. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, Morlinda, you open your door. Yep. And uh, uh, I ask, who again? Baron Yosef, you open the door to an ornately armored gentleman uh, who you recognize as Arbitrator Darum. Says, I have been informed that the detachment from Temple arrived late last night. Lieutenant Colonel Try and her company await you for breakfast at the Paramount Arch. Try to be there with some urgency. Please get the other three. Okay, I'll, I'll wake my party. We'll get he, there. He walks down the uh, down the hallway and disappears comes out of their room fully dressed packed and ready to go because Alric is a morning person and has been up for a bit and you other two i mean getting around <laughs> yeah sure perfect
boxes made of crystal, of wood, of adamantium. Really, Marvel That's... too. <laughs> yeah. I once heard tell of a guy who got that embedded into his skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> what about that guy? Is he alive? A. He's a warforged now. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Have you guys seen the Bo Barnum? That's special? what I was talking okay. about. Prolonged eye contact. <laughs> Or the same way that, like, the sorting hat contains the sort of Gryffindor. J.K. Rowling, please sue us. Or the way that a Pokeball catches a Pokeball. Or the same way that a Dragon Ball Z capsule um, pops into a helicopter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I know say... anything about Dragon Ball Z, but I believe you. Wow. See, at this point, at a character, my hope is that we'll run into Walton, and you'll be like... <laughs> Falton, Felton, Walton. Yeah. But Walton's oh the one that, like, got really rich. And, like, really rich. successful. Right, like, super successful. Like, he's in he's in Temple. Yeah, too <laughs> successful. And, like, the other yeah. one's just Owns the largest retail company in the entire cusp. 